Hello. Welcome to The Path to Silence. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and today's episode is on being alone. It's taken me almost a month to film this episode simply because I'm still having trouble learning how to practice solitude. But I think that's why this podcast is important to me because I want to learn these lessons of life with other people. And I want to come from a place not of superiority or even a teaching point of view, but instead as another student, if that makes sense. (laughs) So today, I think the first thing I wanted to kind of talk about is this like question of why is being alone important? You know, there's been many times in my life where I've felt lonely or in need of a friend and I've always jumped on that and that's totally okay. And there's also been times where I just feel so utterly drained by other people and conversation and socializing that it just makes me like my brain is like bubbling over. And I think that's probably the biggest reason why at least having a little bit of alone time is important because it really allows us to self-reflect and just process You know, I feel like after a long day, I get home and I'm able to hang up on the shelf this version of myself that I can show other people that's a little bit guarded, a little bit protected. Still me and still true. But when I'm able to relax at home, everything flushes through my head. It's kind of like, I think of like a water filter. You know, I'm just processing. And... I feel like if I'm constantly kind of putting myself through interaction and, you know, outside, that's outside of my safe space and outside of being alone, everything kind of just builds up and I get edgy and nervous and it feels like I can't breathe sometimes because I haven't been able to you know, take off this dirty jacket that I've been wearing for so long, if that makes sense. And it just, it just allows me to breathe, at least for me. And, you know, all of these reasons aside, why being alone is important, I think comes the bigger question of why I wanted to film this podcast in the first place is why is it so hard? (laughs) I've always been pretty introverted growing up. I, I've never really been one to be super sociable. I, I I don't usually, I, I didn't often have big groups of friends or often I wasn't always out and about. And even now in college, I'm not, I, I have a very close group of friends and even with that as I've grown older it's it's become increasingly 
harder to be alone. You know, I've come face to face with anxiety, paralyzing anxiety at that, and I'm sure someone understands. And it just gets so unbearable sometimes to be with my thoughts. And it kind of, I grew this uncomfortableness with myself. And it became safer to be around others or at least, you know, listening to something. I'm listening to a YouTube video all the time or a podcast or a a show or anything that doesn't force me to zone in on my own body and my mind and what it's asking of me. I found myself falling victim to my own anxiety and letting it overtake me and solitude became everything I avoided and I think another reason why solitude was so hard for me is I wasn't able to validate my existence being alone meant that I was a tree in a forest, and if I fell, nobody would hear me. <laughs> and then what happens? I, for a long time, and even in this month that I've struggled to film this episode, being alone is scary. Even, the, even when I feel sick of people and sick of listening to YouTube videos, it's still something I do just to avoid myself. And that aside, I think another reason it's hard just today in 2022 is it's really hard to be alone with our phones and all of our technology, as I mentioned before. It almost feels impractical. Having dealt with phone addiction and still dealing with it, it can be really hard to really let my guard down and be fully into the present moment. I feel like having my phone accessible means that there's a, there's a part of me that isn't fully committed to the present. I'm... There's even just a small part. There's a small part of me that's waiting to be reached or waiting to be accessed at any moment. If someone were to text me, I would text them right back. And knowing that subconsciously or consciously, there's just a part of me that's not alone. There's a part of me hoping that someone needs me. (laughs) Which is always, you know... It, it's, it can be a, a nice thing. It can be a nice thing and to be reached and be asked of, but at the same time, it's also not always my responsibility, your responsibility, our responsibility. I used to work at a grocery store, and one time I overheard someone talking about phones, and he said to the cashier, he said, I don't need to be reached all the time. People 
don't deserve to access me all hours of the day. And that just sparked something in me, knowing that I'm entitled to my own privacy and my own solitude. As someone with anxiety, I've also struggled with worrying. What if something happened? What if someone needs my help? What if, you know, there's, I, I need to respond in the next 10 minutes because just, what if, what if, what if? And I mean, back to it, like there's just a part of me that's not fully committed <laughs> to myself. And it, it almost makes solitude feel impractical. It doesn't make sense. Like, of course I'm going to be reached all the time. That's what a phone's for. I've been trying to teach myself that that's not the reality of it. That I deserve private moments, quiet moments, moments away from people over the internet or not. There was one moment when I was in the thick of washed in external overstimulation and fear of myself that I was kind of grasping at any moment that could offer me not only silence within myself but also just solitude away from people without being afraid of my own brain. There was this day that after therapy, I realized that I hadn't really given my own existence the time of day. I, I had allowed myself to only feel real around others. And the rest of the time, I was just an autopilot, sucked into a phone coma, or someone else's story. I'd lost sight of my own journaling, my writing, my own creative endeavors, friendship bracelets, anything. That after this therapy session, I got on a yoga mat, my yoga mat, and I kind of just crumbled. I put my knees to my chest and I hugged my body. I held it really tight. And this was a really emotional and heavy moment for me. And I said, I trust you. I told my body, I trust you. I trust you. I'm sorry. I trust you. And it was this really, this big moment because I was connecting with myself in a way that I hadn't in so long. I was telling myself that I am allowed to be alone and I don't need other people to tell me that I'm real, that I can speak, that I can breathe. I don't need to be present with another person. I can be present with myself. And I feel like after this day, I finally was able to see how how bad I was being to my body and my brain by neglecting it. 
that and there was there was another experience where during this past month I was kind of aching for silence yet running away from it at the same time I have an hour-long commute to work and it's through a really big beautiful redwood forest and impulsively I pulled over at a pullout I parked my car I left my phone in there I got out I walked down this little hill that was covered in pine and whatever's at the bottom of the forest floor I was balancing on the tree logs I came down to a stream the sun was coming was coming through the trees the water was flowing there was, a, there was butterflies just flying around. You could hear the gentle stream and the birds and the sound of my feet on the rocks. I took my socks off. I took my shoes off. I put my feet in the water. I felt like I felt alive, and I was alone. It was quiet and scary. Kind of felt like I was on a first date with myself. I remember thinking, thinking about the peace in this little pocket of the forest I'd found. I remember looking for rocks reaching my hand into the cold water, finding a colorful one, picking it out, looking at it, throwing it back. I balanced on a dead log in the stream. It was covered in moss and little baby snails, and I was doing my very utmost best not to step on them. And it was this very childlike and inspiring moment Really, I wasn't alone. I was with all of this life, but I was alone. (laughs) And that was something I had not done in a very long time. And of course, there was this little kind of bit of anxiety in me. But I was able to fight it, be bigger than it, and ground myself. And I guess with that story, it kind of brings me... How do we practice being alone? Because it's really hard. It can be really hard. This is something I'm still learning. But I've learned to be more aware of when I have moments of solitude and more grateful for being alone. Instead of looking forward to the next thing. Sometimes I get caught up. I get caught up in doing one thing and then the next thing. After one date I'm getting ready for the next I'm planning I'm I'm ready let's go out let's do this and then I have to say wait let me pause let me pause and feel my feet on this carpet and know that I can enjoy the time with myself right now
as I mentioned before, I have an hour-long commute to work, and sometimes I don't play music the whole way. And I try to just be alone. And sometimes I get kind of annoyed. I'm like, dang, this girl talks too much. I'm just kidding. But sometimes, like, if I'm alone, and I talk to myself a lot when I'm alone because that's just what I do, I'll record it. Because even though I'm still alone, it makes it a little easier. Like, I'm having a dance with someone else. I'm I'm conversating with myself. But it, speaking out loud alone is so much easier to process. And even when I wake up in the morning, I have a very strict routine. I have to wake up really early, so I'm, I'm alone during these moments. And so I try to implement this routine and enjoy every moment of it. As I apply my mascara, I try to appreciate my hair. Finding a moment to say hello to my brain, say hello to my thoughts, say hello to my anxiety that wants to speak, but I will not let it right now. I put oil in the humidifier. I drink my water sometimes. Sometimes I forget, and that's okay. I'll try to eat a yogurt, something light to get me started for the day. Say hello to my body. I'm going to nourish you, prepare you for the day. It's a process. It's a ritual. It's a, it's a routine. So, I feel like solitude can be practiced in ways that don't distract you from the busyness of your life because sometimes it can get hard if you're moving, moving, moving. But even in the little moments, on your way to work, in the shower, making your bed. I don't always make my bed. I don't know why I said that. I, I like to put lotion on myself after the shower. That's a very special moment for me is kind of... And, you know, in, in my worst spots, worser? I don't know. In my worst spots of life... And having trouble being alone, the mi- I would play videos in the shower. I'm listening to something in the shower. I'm listening to music or a video or a podcast. And then I get out. I'm still listening to it. I play it as I go to sleep. There's been moments where I would do anything to avoid solitude. To avoid giving my brain a moment to speak, process, be running away from it constantly. So even in these quieter moments that seem very insignificant and small, I've learned to appreciate it. And sometimes I take a moment to tune in and ask myself, what do I need right now? Do I want to listen to something right now or do I need a minute? And sometimes I need a minute. And sometimes it's kind of (laughs) hard. It's kind of hard. But it's trial and error. Sometimes, if my anxiety is really bad, I, I, I do need to listen to something. And that's okay. I can find different moments of solitude. 
or ritual. And I think another way that I've prioritized this, these acts of solitude is setting boundaries with other people. For me, it's gotten to a point where my family knows that sometimes I'm going to retreat. I need, I need to go and I need to drive or I need to sit in my room. Even with my friends at school, I can give them one word. I can give them a sentence. I, I just, my social battery is low. That's what I say. And every, they're very accepting. They've always been very accepting. So I think it's a learning experience. And it's not foolproof. And that's okay. And once... I don't know if you have anxiety, but I do for sure. And once I'm able to settle it a little bit with these smaller increments of solitude, being alone is wholesome. I like myself. She's cool. We like to hang out together. <laughs> it's, it can be very validating knowing that I'm alone and I love it. I can't be reached right now and I love it. You'll hear from me later. Anyways, this is my first episode of The Path to Silence. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and I'll see you next episode. See ya.